This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, everyone, and Shavua Tov. Welcome back to the weekly Wednesday night shear presented by Chazak in conjunction with Chickens for Shabbos and Torah Anytime. This is every Wednesday night. We have this unbelievable series um, where we have a different speaker speaking every week, inspiring us and really um, galvanizing us on, on so many important topics. Um, every Wednesday night, you should tune in at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TorahAnytime.com slash Live. Again, TorahAnytime.com slash Live. Um, tonight, we're going to be greatly honored to hear once again from Rabbi Daniel Gladstein um, on the topic of prepare to access the power of Purim. This is part two. Um, and it's, a, it's, um, and um, it's really unbelievable. Um, um, class, which we're all going to be um, honored to hear from very shortly, momentarily. And um, the Chazak organization really needs no introduction. They help Jewish public school students transfer to Yeshiva in the last three and a half years alone. Chazak has helped transfer over 950 children from public school Yeshiva, which is an unbelievable accomplishment. There's so much right now, it knows um, a child who has pu- who, who, a, a parent who has, ch- has children in public school like to transfer to Yeshiva. Reach out to Chazak right now, 718 285 9132. 718 285 9132. Um, and um, and, and Chazaka um, not only organizes amazing, not only was organizing this amazing event, but organizes amazing student events every single night for men, for women, for children, for all ages, all backgrounds, and really inspires um, so many people throughout the entire year. Now on a special occasion, reach out to Chazak at eventsachazak.org, E-V-E-N-T-S at C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org, eventsachazak.org. And everyone's encouraged, Rabbi Glasses will be speaking about tonight about this amazing Sefer, uh, Magid Harakia on, um, on, on uh, Miguel's Esther and Purim. And everyone can purchase a Sefer at rabbidg.com, that is spelled R-A-B-B-I. DG.com, RabbiDG.com. Chickens for Shabbos is an unbelievable organization. They help feed the families of Agunos, Grushos, and Milano with zero overhead, which is unbelievable. And they and they um, and they, they, they do that. And and they also private two, 222 children of Agunos and Grushos. It's definitely worth everyone's support. Support right now, Chickens for Shabbos at chickensforshabbos.com. C H I C K. E-N-S-F-O-R-S-H-A-B-B-O-S.com. Chickensforshabbos.com. Thank you, Torah Anytime, for streaming tonight's amazing event and for all the great work that Chicken Torah Anytime does for Klai Yisrael, the Jewish, the Jewish, the Jewish, um, Jewish people. It's a great honor to call upon you by Daniel Gladstein. <clears throat> Welcome, everyone, to a very special event in honor of the Sefer Magad Harakia on... Purim. This uh, event is hosted by the wonderful organization Chazak, which uh, accomplishes so much for Klaiso in so many different areas, in so many different venues, but most importantly in registering public school children in yeshiva. And they are certainly worthy of our greatest support and admiration. I want to thank Rev. Ilan Meirov of Chazak and, of course, the great Rev. Yaniv Meirov who they lead this organization with tremendous dedication. And of course, I want to thank my friend Rabbi Rabbi Aboff for helping arrange tonight's event. Tonight's special share is sponsored 
by my Yedid Neman, by my Tyra friend, Rabbi Rabbi Newman, of Chickens for Shabbos. And uh, Rabbi Newman is selfless um, in his efforts and his hashtadlis to try to promote as much awareness as possible for this incredible organization, Chickens for Shabbos, that are dedicated to the fundamental and most basic tzedakah, and that is feeding Yidin, and most importantly, feeding Yidin who need it most, Agunois, Grushois, and they specialize in feeding Malamdim, uh, taking care of the families of the teachers of Torah. Because, as uh, Rabbi Newman tells me all the time, almost everything else in this world is replaceable, except for the Malamdim of, of Torah. Without the Malamdim of Torah, we have no Kal Yisrael. And therefore, we owe it to them, we owe it to the future of the Jewish people to do whatever we can to support our Malamdim. You could go to the Yad Eliezer website and there's an icon for Almanos, Grushais, Malamdim. Do whatever you can, especially this is the uh, Yamtif of Matanos Levyonim, of support of Torah. It's now Parshas Truma. The Badei Ha'aroin can never be removed. One always has to focus on what, he, what could he do to support Torah constantly, consistently. This is the time of the year. And with uh, no further ado, let us begin this uh, lecture and presentation, L'Kavoid, this Sefer, this humble Sefer, Magad Rakia, which uh, as we spoke about last week was the B'choyri, <laughs> my first uh, offering, my first Sefer. And Baruch Hashem, it has been received very favorably. And I want to speak today, and by the way, uh, to get a hold of the Sefer, you could go to our website, rabbidg.com. It's behind me. You have uh, the uh, name of the website, and it's available there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States. If you don't live in the United States, if you live uh, elsewhere, give me a call, and uh, we'll, we'll get you the Sefer. It's also available at Svarim Center and at almost every um, Svarim store around. Let's speak about the following statement of Chazal. The statement that appears in the Sechta Tainis on Dav Chavtesam and Aleph, going on to Chavtesam and Beis, and you're going to hear me say that, and you say, Oh, I know what the Shir is on. No, you don't know what the Shir is on. You know the first part. Amar Rabbi Huda, Braid Rav Shmuel, Bar Shilas, Rav. That part we've spoken about many times. But now let's focus on the next part of the statement. Kishem Shemishanichnas Av Mematin Basimcha. Just like when the month of Av comes in, we diminish our joy. Kach, so too, Mishanichnas Adar, when the month of Adar comes in, Marbin Basimcha. We increase our joy. The same way when Av comes in, we diminish our joy. When Adar comes in, we increase, we magnify our joy. And the question is that if you want to say be happy in Adar, so say be happy in Adar. What's it got to do with Av? What's the Kishem? Kishem implies there's a correlation, there's a connection, that there's a, a ratio, there's a corresponding element, that just like we diminish our joy in Av, corresponding to that we increase our joy in happiness. What, what does the... The diminution of joy and I've got to do with the increasing of joy and Adar. What, what do the two have to do with each other? Asks the Grah in his commentary to Megillah Sester, Parak Tes, Pasuk Chav Gimel. And similarly, 
This question is raised by the Masir Keach al Hatara at the end of Devarim, and in the Ksav Soifer in his commentary to Megillah Sester, page Kuf Nontes. And um, this Mimer that we're sharing now is Mimer Beis of the Sefer Magid Harakia. Now, there's another instance where we find that the increasement of joy on Purim corresponds to the negation of joy because of the Chorim Meisamikdash. The Mechaber writes in Arachayim Simen Tafkov Samach Sif Beis. These are the halachos of making a zecher to the Chorben. And the Mechaber says there's a takana that when one sets their table for guests, so they diminish uh, a little bit and they leave an open place without a plate. And all of this is in order to remember Yerushalayim. As it says, Yerushalayim tishkach yemini. So there's a concept we're supposed to make a zecher lechorben. And how do we make a zecher lechorben? We diminish one dish at every meal and we leave an open setting. Says the Taz, but what if it's a sudas mitzvah? Do you still, like a mila or a chasana, do we still have to make a zecher lechorben? Says the Taz, of course, im ales Yerushalayim, im at the head of every joyous occasion, we always have to remember Yerushalayim. However, comes Rabbi Yaakov Emden, the Yaivitz, in the Marok Simen, Tafresh Sadi Hey, and he says there's an exception to the rule. There is a Suda that one does not have to make a Zechel Chorben, and that is Sudas Porem. Says Rabbi Yaakov Emden, why does one not have to make a zecher to the Chorben by Sudas Purim? Because since there's a mitzvah to drink, Adeloyada, Beinar Haman Baruch Mordechai. So we have to go all out. One has to experience the greatest possible simcha, and therefore don't make any zecher lechorben. And this is brought lahalach in the Shari Tshuva, but it still requires analysis. If we're supposed to uh, remember Yushalayim and Chorbei Semenis at all times, just because there's an obligation to drink, that you don't know the difference between Ar Haman and Baruch Mordechai, why does that then aviate the need to make Ezechel Chorben? Well, I want to share with you the amazing comments of the Yosef Lekach. Yosef Lekach was written by the Baal Masay Hashem, Reb Elazar Ashkenazi. And I had the zechus to be at his kever in Krakow a few years ago. And I want to thank an um, individual who I met in Passaic, New Jersey, who shared this Yosef Lekach with me, although uh, unfortunately I don't know his name. But I appreciate uh, him showing me this Maramakoim. And that is the Yosef Lekach says on Esther, Parak Tespasuk Yud Gimel, that what is this obligation? Chayev inish lebesume bepuraya adolayada bein arhaman lebarch Mordechai. What is the significance of this? What is the meaning of this? Well, says the Baal Yosef Lekach. The Purim story happened in the aftermath of the first Beis HaMikdash before the building of the second Beis HaMikdash. So while yes, we were joyous and we were overjoyed that God saved our lives and He spared us from the wicked decree of Haman, and he saved us from annihilation. But still, our temple lay in ruins. We're still, Yushalayim is Bechorbana. The walls were destroyed. The temple is in a state of Chorbin. 
and as grateful as we are to the Almighty for saving our lives, but how can we rejoice when our temple lay in ruin? And especially says the Yosef Lekach, Bizman Mordechai, it was Samach Lechorben, and Legolos Malche Yehuda. It was impossible for them to rejoice unless they drink until they forget about Yerushalayim. So they gave a mitzvah. Drink until you don't know. But you know what the real kavana of you don't know is? Until you don't really remember and focus and know about Chorben Beis HaMikdash. But how would that look if they formulated an enactment? Everyone drink until you forget about the Beis HaMikdash. That would be degrading. So they, for, they covered it up. Purim is the great cover-up. They formulate it until you don't know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. But it's not a matter of Baruch, Mordechai, and Arahaman. That's not the Nakuda. That's not the point. The point is drink so that you could forget a little bit about your sorrow, about the mournful state of the Beis HaMikdash, and you could rejoice in the great salvation of Purim. But heaven forbid to ever articulate that. So it's formulated, Ad Yada Bein Arhaman Labarach Mordechai. Ah! Now we could suggest, now we understand the comments of Rabbi Yaakov Emden, why the one exception to the rule of a meal, you don't have to make a Zeichel Lechorben, is the Purim Suda. The whole purpose of rejoicing on Purim is to be able to appreciate the miracle of God for saving us without being bogged down from the about the fact that the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed. That's why they enacted the Suda. That's why there's a mitzvah of drinking at the Suda. So how would it look if at the Suda, which is the whole objective is to rejoice without having to be oizgetracht and be thinking and mournful about the Beis HaMikdash, how would it look if there was, there was a requirement to make a Zeichel HaMikdash? And therefore, the one meal we don't make a Zeichel HaMikdash is the Purim Suda, because doing so is, is antithetical to the whole objective of the Suda, which is Adiloyada, that you don't know anymore about the Beis Hamikdash. Ah, Vashem Heir Enai, that this could be an element of the Oimek Kavanasai, of Kishem, just like Shemisha Nichnas Av, when the month of Av comes, Mematin Besimcha, we diminish our joy because we're so mournful over the destruction of the Temple. We are Mesabel. We are in great sorrow over the state of devastation. So too the month of Adar, we're marbe b'simchok, because this is the month that we're allowed to forget a little bit about the Chorben Beis HaMikdash and rejoice in the salvation, because the mitzvah is hayoyim of Purim, and the salvation of Purim cannot be enjoyed with focus on Chorben. So while in the month of Av we're mamait by focusing on the Chorben, in the month of Adar we're marbe by forgetting and being Mesiach Das and diverting our attention from the Chorben. Hence, Chazal formulate, Kishem Shemisha Nichnas Av Mematin Besimcha Kach Misha Nichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha And I was asked to give a little commercial. You know, one of the ways that we uh, show joy on Purim, of course, is Matanas Le'avyoinim by feeding the poor. What better way than to support chickens for Shabbos? who are supporting the most needy uh, elements of Klai Yisrael and the most important elements of Klai Yisrael, go to the Yad Eliezer website. Let us continue now in another dimension of that which Chazal say, Kishim 
שמי שנכנס אב ממתן בשמחה, כך מי שנכנס אדר מרבים בשמחה. I want to share with you an interesting medrash. Medrash Breshis Rabbah, Rabbi Rechia, B'Shem Rav Chelbay Omar, Mainitin Shaloi Ba'olam. There are four people who gained renown, who minted coins. Mordechai minted coins. Ki Gadol Mordechai Beveis HaMelech, V'Shamai Ha'ilech B'cham Dinais. That on... Now the, the Medrash asks, what exactly was on Mordechai's coin? And on one side of the coin says a Medrash, And on the other side, So on the one side was the state of mourning of the Jewish people, and on the other side was the joyous garment and image of Mordechai being paraded through the streets. And that's an interesting thing. Mordechai minted coins. I mean, I thought he's the Gadol Hadar. I don't know any other Gudoyle uh, Hadar that mint coins. I mean, Reb Chaim Knievsky, I think he has better things to do with his time than to mint coins. Uh, Reb Gershon Edelstein, I don't think he's minting coins. Reb Yitzchak Yosef, as far as I know, he doesn't mint coins in his leisure time. Uh, I don't know, none of the other Gudoyle I know of. Many, I know a lot of the Tamid Chachamim, the Shvile Pinchas, he ain't minting coins. Um... Look, the, the, the great rabbis, they don't mint coins. They certainly have better things to do with their time than to mint coins. What's the pshat in this matter? The Rambam tells us, based on the Gemara and Sanhedrin, that three mitzvahs, Kalal Yisrael, are commanded to fulfill upon entry into Eretz Yisrael. Number one, appoint a king. Number two, destroy Amalek. Number three, build the base Habakira, build the temple. Now these three mitzvahs are contingent upon each other. We need a king to destroy Amalek to build a temple. Says the Nachlas David that Mordechai is a sent in, as a king was not for his personal prestige and honor. Mordechai understood in order to be Mekayim, the second mitzvah mentioned in the Ramam to destroy Amalek, which Mordechai certainly did, he had Haman killed, his sons killed, 500 Amalekim and Shushan killed. You need to be a Melech. So Mordechai minted coins to establish, to solidify his position as Melech, to destroy Amalek, ultimately to bring to the rebuilding of the second temple. Now Mordechai wasn't really a full-fledged king, and therefore he couldn't eradicate Amalek completely. And that's why the Gemara says, based on the Pasuk in Chagai, V'ichabda, Misingahe, that there were five things missing in the time of the second temple, and they are... Arain, Eish, Urim Tumim, Shechina, and Ruach HaKodes. Say, wow, how do you remember that? It's, I can't, it's very hard to remember anything. So you have to make mnemonics. It's a Gemara Numa. So I made the following mnemonic. The mnemonic is Asher, Aleph Shin Reish, spelled with three Alephs. So the three Alephs are Arain, Eish, Urim Tumim, Shechina, Ruach HaKodes. So you'll say, that's a silly mnemonic. How are you going to remember Asher with three Alephs? And the answer is... Um, the sillier the mnemonic, the easier it is to remember. Anyway, friends, <clears throat> this we would like to suggest is the reason why Mordechai wanted to mint coins in order to solidify his position as Melech to destroy Amalek to rebuild the second temple. In other words, the miracle of Purim set the foundation to be able to rebuild the second Mesa Mikdash. In fact, 
the Malbim reveals that the Chinuch of the second base of Mikdash began on the third of Adar and continued to the twenty-third of Adar. And the Malbim explains the reason why they extended it twenty-one days is they had a tradition the third temple will be dedicated on the twenty-third day of Adar. And therefore they figured if they dedicate it on the third of Adar and they take it twenty-one days, then maybe the third temple will come and uh, they won't have to go through a second temple and then a third temple, they'll take it straight to the third temple. So what do we learn? That not only is the foundation of the second temple, of the second base of Mikdash, rooted and founded on Chodesh Adar, but the Yesoid and the Chinuch and the dedication of the third base of Mikdash is also Miyusad and dedicated on Chodesh Adar. So now we could say another interpretation of Kishem Shemi Shenichnas Av, just like when the month of Av comes in, we're Mema'it Besimcha, because that's the month of Chorben. It's the month both the first and second temple were destroyed. Kach Mishenichnas Ador, so too when the month of Ador comes in. Marbin Besimcha, because this is the month that set the foundation for Mordechai to become a Melech, to be able to destroy Amalek, so that the second temple could be built, and it's the month that sets the foundation for the ultimate building of the third base Hamikdash. So Adar corresponds and is Keneged Av. Av is the month we diminish joy in order to experience the mourning over the temple, and Adar is the month that we rejoice because it is the very foundation of the building of the second Beis HaMikdash, and Be'ezus Hashem, the third Beis HaMikdash, that we should be zoichet to see, b'mher aviyameinu. Now, Marv Raboisai, dear friends, I would like to share with you one final dimension of the depth of what Chazal mean, Kishem Shemishenichnas Av Mematin Besimcha, Kach Mishenichnas Adar Marben Besimcha. And this is based on an amazing Ma'aracha that Rav Pinchas Friedman brings in his wonderful Sefer, Shvile Pinchas, on Purim. And he raises a very interesting observation. And that is, why is the Megillah story obsessed with hanging people? Haman, he doesn't want to shoot Mordechai, a slingshot, bow and arrow, sword, he wants to hang Mordechai. And ultimately Mordechai says, no, we're going to hang you, Haman. And not only that, but even after the sons of Haman were slain, Esther says, let's hang them. Why the focus and the obsession almost with hanging in the Purim story. Well, the Shvilei Pinchas or Pinchas Friedman introduces his approach with a very difficult medrash, the medrash in Esther Rabbah, Parsha Zayin, Ois Yod Aleph, that Haman Harasha wanted to eradicate Klal Yisrael, and he said, how can I rule over them? And he cast lots, he cast a lottery, and it came out in the month of Adar, and he was very happy because Adar has no zechusim. And furthermore, the month of Adar, its constellation, its mazal is mazal Adar Dogim. And Haman said, great, mazal Adar Dogim. Just like fish swallow, I will swallow the Jewish people. Interesting. This requires our study and analysis. What exactly was it about the fish that Haman said, oh, the mazal of Adar is Dogim, fish I'm going to get the Jews. Like, what do the fish got to do with it? 
why was the fish the omen that Haman took as a sign that he would in fact be successful? Well, says Ashvile Pinchas, let's take this back to an amazing encounter, an emotional encounter between Yosef HaTzadik and Binyamin, his brother. What, does, what occurred when they met each other after so many years? Vayipoel al Binyamin Achiv Vayevk Ubinyamin Bacha al He fell on the necks of Benjamin, his brother, and he cried, and Binyamin cried on his neck. And Rashi says, What were they crying about? Yosef was crying over the two Bate Mikdashim that rested in the share of Binyamin that would be destroyed. And Binyamin cried over Mishkan Shilai that rests in the share of Yosef that would be destroyed. Where do you see anything about the Beis HaMikdash in this Pasuk? How do Chazah, how does Rashi know that Yosef was crying over the two Bate Mikdash and that Binyamin was crying over the Beis HaMikdash? Well, we find throughout Tanakh that the Beis HaMikdash is Nimshal, is alluded to, the parable given to the Beis HaMikdash is the Tzavar. For example, Shir HaShirim, Parak Dalet, Pasuk Dalet, Ki Migdal David, Tzavarech, Bonoi L'Sal Piyais, Tzavarech, Ki Migdal HaShain. So here we see in a number of places, the Beis HaMikdash is called a neck. Hence, when Yosef is crying over the necks of Binyamin, he's crying over the two Bate Mikdashim. And when Binyamin is crying on the neck of Yosef, he's crying over Mishkan Shilai. But still, that begs the question, why is the temple, why is Beis HaMikdash referred to as the neck? What is it about the neck that that is the suitable and appropriate analogy, an allegory for the Beis HaMikdash? So, the Shvile Pinchas introduces us to an amazing piece in the Chesam Soifer and Parshas Vayigash, why the Beis HaMikdash is called a Tzavar, and this is brought by the Shemi Shmuel and Parshas Vayigash in the name of his illustrious father, the Avni Nezer. And that is, what is the function of a neck? The function of a neck is it is a connection. What does it connect? It connects the head to the body. The head has the, the central command of the entire body is uh, issued forth from the head. The head controls the body. On the other hand, the vital organs are in the body and the messages from the head go to the rest of the body through the neck and the vitality and the nourishment from the body goes to the head through the neck. The neck is a great connector. And likewise, the Avnei Nezer says, So too, says Avnei Nezer, the Beis HaMikdash is the neck of the world. We are the guf, and the Almighty, the Rebunish from the Ebeshter, is our head, as the Pasuk says, Vayavar Malcolm. Lefnehem Hashem Beroisham. God is our Roish. Kisisas Roish. Bnei Yisrael. God's the head. God's the leader. So, at the base Hamikdash is the neck of the world. All the Tfilos are channeled up to the Rebbeinu The Shari Shamayim through the Mikdash or the Shafa flows down from the Elamis Olyanim to us through the agent of the base Hamikdash. The same way that Savar is the neck of the body. The Beis HaMikdash is the Tzavar of the world. Now, says Achsam Soifer, this is not the ultimate level that we are hoping for, to have a neck. 
because that means we need a go-between, a mamutsa between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. However, says the Chassam Soifer, the ultimate madrega is to be close to Hashem without Em Sa'i, with the head and the body connected, Rosh Teguf. And when Yosef saw that we were going to be on the Bechina of a Tzavar without a Rosh, he understood that there will not be a Binyan Mekuyam La'asad Lavai. But the Tachlis Hatayv, the epitome of all good, is to be able to be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu without a Mikdash, with God resting on us. In fact, the Sfarno writes in Parsha Shmini that what is the connection between the Chet of the Egal and the command to eat kosher foods, says the Sfarno. There's a very big connection. Because before the sin of the Egal, we didn't need a temple. It was wherever you go, every Jew is suitable to be a Mishkan, a resting place for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like we say in this week's parasha, that the purpose of the Mikdash is for God to rest on us, but the Mikdash is the go-between. But the highest madrega is for God to rest on us straight, the Rosh to the Guf, without its Savar. Says the Svarno, but because of the Chet Egal, Moshe Rabbeinu realized that God would not rest on us, and he had to command us, Rebunshim had to command us uh, to eat kosher food. So now, through the agent of the Beis HaMikdash, then we're able to house Hashra Sashchina, through being careful in Machalais Asurais. So this is an amazing idea. The temple serves as a memutza, as a tzavar between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but that's not the ultimate level. The ultimate level is Continues the Chzam Soifer. The same way, Litzad Hatoy, for the good, the ultimate level is a world without a Beis HaMikdash. By the way, I'll just tell you very quickly, I want to suggest, we could say, the Rambam argues on the Ramban, the Ramban says the reason, the objective of the Beis HaMikdash, of the Mishkan, is a Makam of Hashra Sashchina. The Rambam defines it as Makam Avoida, place of service. Why wouldn't the Rambam, the Rambam define the Mikdash the same way the Ramban defines it as? That's because in the future, when we're on the highest Madriga, we will not need the Beis HaMikdash as a place of Hashras Hashchina. It will only be needed as a Makam HaVoidah. And we know the Rambam, the way he defines mitzvahs, is only mitzvahs that will last forever and ever are considered mitzvahs. And therefore, even in the way the Rambam is Magdira Mitzvah, the way he identifies a mitzvah, he identifies the mitzvah as a makam avoida, because a makam of hashras hashchina, as Ramban expresses it, will not be for all time. Well, says the holy chasam soifer, the same way, let'sat hatoyv, the highest madrega, is God, the roish, attaching himself to us, the guf, straight with Adam mamutza. There is let'sat hatumah u let'sat hara, an idea that even though the nations of the world all have their ministering angel and there has to be a tzavar, a memutza in between them and their sar, but the epitome of the kayach of Esav is Esav, the nation of Esav, and his sar, the samach mem, are connected to each other, roish and goof together, head and body, without the need of any tzavar. That is why Esav is alluded to as chazir, a pig. Yicharsemena chazir miyar. 
Esav is like a pig. You ever notice a pig? It's the only animal. There's no neck. Head, body. They're fused together with Adat Savar. That represents the quintessential Kaychatuma of Esav. They don't need a go-between. The Madriga that we're going to be on, Lavoy. When we won't need a base Hamikdash is the Madriga Esav is on Litzad Hatuma, him and his Sar. That is why Esav is compared to a Chazir. By the way, Sam Soifer says that Laasid Lavoi Esav will become Yicharsemena Chazir Miyar. The Ayin of Yar will turn to an Aleph, and perhaps Esav will grow a neck. And by the way, this might add explanation for the words of the Archaim HaKadosh, the Chazir will be kosher, maybe once it grows its neck, it will start chewing its cud. You never know. Now, there's another amazing Chassam Soifer, quoted by the Shvile Pinchas, and he says that the Madrega of Klal Yisrael, of not needing a Beis HaMikdash, but God residing on us without the need of an intermediary, that is called Doug. We'll be in the Bechina of a Doug, where the Yibam Shem rests on us without any intermediary whatsoever. That says the Chassam Soifer, Bechina's Doug. Shri Pinchas wants to say, maybe that's why there's a, the Menag Yisrael to eat Dagim on Shabbos, because Shabbos is the Bechina of Yom Shekula Shabbos, the Bechina of La'asad Lavai. So it comes out, according to the Chassam Soifer, there are two animals that represent the connection that one may have with their leader without the need for intermediary. The dog, the fish, represents Klai Yisrael's Madregel Asalavai without the need for Ebes HaMikdash as an intermediary. And the Chazir represents Esav's intense Klai Chatuma that it is Mechubar to the Samach Mem without a Tzavar. Ah, says the Shvile Pinchas. Now we understand the great error of Haman. When Haman saw Mazal Adar Dogim, he saw the creature that represents Chodesh Adar is the fish. The fish represents a connection between the head and the body without its sovereign. As we know, the fish also has no neck. Take a look at a fish. It's just a head and a body. Fused together. Esau thought that represents his Koyach and his fusion with his Sar, the Samach Mem, without the need for a Mamutza. So uh, Haman thought in this month, he is so connected to Tuma that he will be able to destroy us and sever our connection. And that's why Haman wanted to hang Mordechai by the neck to indicate while he is fused together with the Samach Mem, which he thought was represented by the dog, we are severed, Chas Hashem, from our connection. But little did Haman know that in the month of Adar, the dog does not represent his fusion with his Rosh. But the month of Adar represents, the fish represents, that in this month, we are so connected to our Rebbeinah that we don't even need the go-between of the Beis HaMikdash. We're on the Bechina of L'asad Lavoi, of Ani Eye B'Soychechem the dog is not a representation of the Madrig of Esav in Adar the dog is a representation of Kal Yisrael in Adar it's a Madrig of L'asad Lavai this fits beautifully in with the idea that uh, B'nai Saskar so wonderfully brings out that every month of the year corresponds to a different limb and the month of Adar corresponds to the Choytem the nose the sense of smell as B'nai Saskar says the two heroes of Adar, Esther, the Hadas, the fragrant Hadas, and Mordechai, Mardachi,
the ingredient of the Shem and Amishcha, these are fragrant aromas. Why is Adar associated with the sense of smell? Says the Bnei Yitzhakar, because when Adam HaRishayin sinned by with the Eitz Hadas, all the senses were impugned. Vatira HaOisha, the woman saw. Vatikach Miperior, she took, she touched, she ate, she tasted. Vayishmu, the only sense that wasn't employed is the sense of smell. So the sense of smell retains its purity of before the original sin. That is why it says that Mashiach, the, the sign that someone is the true Mashiach is the Haricha Biyar Hashem, if he could sniff out a case, because that means he has retained the Madrega of Adam Arishain, Kaidim Lechait, and Purim is, so to speak, a day out of L'Asid Lavai. Purim is a day out of the future. Let's take a snapshot. Mordechai is riding on a horse being led by a wicked Russia who has garbage poured on his head. That's not the way things work in this world. This is a, wor- a world where the tzaddikim have difficulty and the Risham are successful. What is the snapshot of Haman walking through the street with a pile of garbage on his head and the tzaddik, Va'ir Shushan Allah it's a page out of the world to come. It's v'nahapoichu. It's oilam hafuch ro'isi. The Rebbein Shalom took the la'asad lavai, the oilam hafuch ro'isi, and he brought it into this world. It's the scent of smell that retained its purity from the sin of the Yitz Hadas, represented by Mordechai and Esther. Purim is the Bechina of L'Asad Lavai, when B'chal Makoi Meshar Azkir Hashemi Avay Elecho Ve'erachticha. That's the fight. Who's going to hang who? Who's going to sever whose connection? Whose head is attached to their guf? We say, Haman, we're going to sever your connection. We're the dog in Chaydash Adar. Says the Shvila Pinchas, this gives us insight into why all the Yamim Taivim ultimately will become Batal to some extent. But Purim will never become Batal because Purim is a page out of the world to come. How could Purim become Batal? It is taken from that realm. And now, so beautifully, we've come to uncover a great diamond and a new dimension in the magnificence of the formulation of the Chazal. Kishem, just like in the month of Av, we are mourning because we lost our Tzavar, our connection to the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, the Shari Shamayim, the agent through which all Shefa comes down. We are so sorrowful in the month of Av. We're so mournful in the month of Av because we lost our Tzavar. Kach so too, Mishenichnas Adam and Adar comes in. Marbin Mesimcha, we increase our joy because this is the month we don't even need the tzavar. We could do without the tzavar in this month. This is the month of B'chamakim Asher Avoy Eilecha, Asher Asker Shemi Avoy Eilecha Berachticha. This is the month of the fish, where it's the roish and the guf fused together. So just like in the month of Av, we mourn losing the Tzavar. In the month of Adar, we rejoice because we don't even need it. We're on a higher Madrega. Kach nichnas Adar marben besimcha. Mazal Adar dogim. So this is Maimer Bez and also Maimer Gimel in the Sefer Magad Harakia, which is available at RabbiDG.com with free delivery or at your local Svarim store. Thank you so much, Chazak, for hosting tonight's event. And thank you, Rabbi Newman, for sponsoring tonight's event, Lakava Chickens for Shabbos, Yad Eliezer website. Please do whatever you can. Wishing everyone 
a chodesh of chidush v'hischadshus simcha v'sasa la yehudim v'toiv leiv mishta tamid. Thank you so much. Afrei lechem parim to all. For your unbelievable words, as always, um, and everyone is reminded to tune in not only tonight but every single Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on tarnitime.com slash chazak live, or you can call into the shir at seven one eight. 298-2077, extension 46, every Wednesday for this unbelievable class, unbelievable weekly shear, with a different speaker every single week. And um, everyone is reminded um, to, um, to, to, to about, about this is being presented by Chazak, Chickens for Shabbos and Torah Anytime. Um, it's, um, these are three unbelievable organizations. Chazak really needs no introduction. They help Jewish public school students transfer to yeshiva in the last three and a half years alone. Chazak has transferred over 950 children from public school yeshiva, which is an unbelievable accomplishment. Um, and, um, and they cannot do it without your support. So to support Chazak, support Chazak right now. Give Chazak.com, G-I-V-E-C-H-A-Z-A-Q.com. Give Chazak.com. And um, Chickens for Shabbos is an unbelievable organization. They help feed the families of Agunos, women who cannot get a divorce, Grushos, divorcees, laws, Malamdim, like Rabbe and Morris, teachers of Torah. They do that zero overhead, which is, which is unbelievable. They also private tutor 222 children of Agunos and Grushos. It's definitely worthy of supporting this life changing organization at chickensforshabbos.com. C H I C K. E-N-S-F-O-R-S-H-A-B-B-O-S.com. Chickensforshabbos.com. And, and, um, and, and we, and, uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. We want to thank Tony Time for streaming tonight's event. All the amazing work that they do. And, uh, we want to remind everyone, tune in not, all, not only for this amazing cheer, but tune in every Saturday night, every Motor Shabbos, for Turn Saturday night into Motor Shabbos. At 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every week for, 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 for Rabbi David Golwasser and Dr. Dave Lieberman. Unbelievable series. Literally, <laughs> there's no better way to spend your Saturday night than with Dr. Lieberman and Rabbi Golwasser. And um, you should definitely do that. TorahAnyTime.com slash Live. Call into the Shear at 718-298-2077, extension 46. Again, we will see everybody next Wednesday night. Same place, same time. Same amazing because thank you, Shabbatov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.